0: Hey everybody, welcome to the fusion students podcast. If you have any questions or want to get connected with us, you can check us out on social media at fusion students. KPT enjoy today's message. All right. So today we're finishing up what series hope in the dark. Uh, it is not chapter one. This is not chapter two, uh, but chapter three, who's excited for chapter three. Y'all sound excited. That, you know what, that, it really fires uh, your speaker up when all of a sudden you're like, who's excited? Yeah. Yeah, me. Me, Aaron. All right. But hey, I know it's early in the morning for you guys. It's like 12.09, uh, so it's all good. All right, so we've been talking through the book of Habakkuk. Everybody say Habakkuk. Habakkuk. He was a minor prophet. You know, we learned first week he didn't quite make it in the major leagues yet. Uh, But he's a minor prophet. Uh, He came about 600 years before Christ. Uh, Habakkuk did something a little bit different. Uh, He did not act like a normal prophet. A normal prophet spoke to the people with a message from God. What did Habakkuk do? He spoke to God for the people. And so Habakkuk's full of raw emotion right here. He's full of, of just like questions, wrestling. Why isn't this happening? Why is, uh, why is uh, bad things happening to my people? I'm seeing my people crumble. God, why? And he doesn't sugarcoat it. And God says, I'm going to do something to amaze you. So Habakkuk is getting all excited. He's like, yeah, God's going to amaze me. This is going to be incredible. But what does he do? He's not going to like it. He's raising up his enemies, the Babylonians, the bad guys. So in chapter 1, we're in a crisis of belief. We're in wondering. This is, this is chapter 1. What's a crisis of belief? Crisis of belief is you've just, you've just had this great set of worship music. God spoke to you. Things are going great. You just got out of church service, and, and you're just kind of high on life. You're high on Jesus right now. Nothing can get in your way. You just got back from church camp, winter extreme, and all of a sudden you get home and, and home life's just not that great. And you have a crisis. And in that crisis, you begin to wonder God, are, are you re- really even there? Are you really as good as, as people say you are? And in that moment, you're wondering, you're wrestling. And then chapter two comes along and you're waiting. Last week we talked about though it linger. Wait for it. That waiting is the hardest part. Waiting for something. You're praying for something. You're pleading for something. It's the hardest part. So at the end of chapter 2, we begin to see a tone change. We begin to see a, a Habakkuk. about said Isaiah, but it's Habakkuk. We, we begin to see Habakkuk go from why, why, God, I, I don't understand, but you're awesome. God, I don't understand, but I praise you. God, I don't understand. So he takes a completely different tone in Habakkuk 2.20. And he says, the Lord, no, but the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. So he's saying, no matter what happens, but God. You ever had a but God moment in your life? If you haven't, you will. It's, it's, the world is crashing all around you, and God steps in. Last week we looked at a, a verse in Ephesians, and, and it was talking about how we were against God. We didn't deserve anything, and then but God. God stepped in, and he said, no, I'm sending my son so that you can have a relationship uh, with me. So chapter three, chapter three suggests a reset. Uh, confused moves to trusting. Unsettled moves to embracing. So Habakkuk chapter one, I mean chapter three, verse one. And it says this, a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on Shig- Let We put that up there. Shishinoff. Shishunov. Everybody say Shishenoff. It's a fun word. Say it again, Shishenoff. I've been saying it all day, and I literally messed up the first time that I that I got to do it. So what is Shishinoff? It's a plural of Shijin. Isn't that exciting? So Shishinoff is used one time, and it is in Habakkuk three. Shijin is used one time in Psalm seven. So if you if you want to do some research, you can. Go check out that word. But it's like a little musical term. So if I told you to sing this song like a love song or sing this song in a, in a jazzy style or sing this song kind of like a, a hip-hop or, or rap-it or something like that, uh, that in in some way, shape, or form would be kind of like Shizhinov. Well, because it is a strong emotion. Uh, it's an impassioned emotion. Uh, Exuberance, wild passion, singing uh, with the rapid changing of rhythms. It's high-spirited praise, vigorous enthusiasm. So the band up here this morning showed you Shishenov, boom. So they were they were encouraged to just really. I, I want you to. My goal for you is that while the, while the band is, is up here leading you, that it begins to fade away from you and your surroundings, that it begins to, that your, that your enjoyment begins to really come through with enthusiasm, that you're no longer worried about your neighbor thinking, oh, that ain't cool. But you're only worried about what God is thinking while you're praising him. You're only worried about your Shijinov. Praise based on faith. So this isn't a whiny, you know, crying country song from back when, you know, country used to be good. And I'm sorry if y'all got trapped into the new bad country, but it, it used to be good, but it's okay. No, no passionate country friends out there. See, I only got one eye roll. That was enjoyable. Um, praise based on faith. Most passionate praise is the praise before the provision. Why is that the most passionate praise? Because this isn't the praise for the what. It's the praise for the who. Because it's easy when you get what you wanted. It's easy when you get that when you get that present and you show it off to all your friends. It's easy when God answers your prayers to praise him, to brag on him. Look what God did. But the most passionate praise comes when you're in the season of waiting. Comes when you're in the season of, of, I don't know what God's going to do in this situation, but you know what? I'm praising him because of who he is. Verse 2, Lord, I have heard your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Lord, repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. So back saying here, he's saying, God, do it again. I've seen all this that you've done. I've seen your power. I've seen your glory. I've seen your majesty, God. Do it again now. I know you can do it. The song we just sang, uh, "Do It Again," uh, says, "I see you move. Come move the mountains, and I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way, and I believe I see. You'll, I'll see you do it again, God. I've seen you work. I've seen your power, God." God, I've been praying for healing for my friend, for, uh, for my uh, mom and dad's marriage. I, I've been praying for this healing for so long. I know you can do it. I've seen you move in this way. God, do it again. So this, is, this is Habakkuk's plea. This is his cry. I've heard of your fame. It's his praise. It's his shishenov. So what do you do when life gets difficult? Some will pretend it's not happening or walk away. What do you do when you're crying out to God, just waiting, waiting for him to move? I'm glad you asked. Number one, you remember. You remember the goodness of God. Verse three, God came from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens, and his praise filled the earth. Think are thinking, Aaron, that's great, I don't, but I don't know what those places are. That means nothing to me. It meant something to them, because Taman and Pauron were two places God took his people for refuge after delivering them from Egyptian bondage. Remember, though there was no way out, God changed the heart of Pharaoh, parted the Red Sea. God, I've seen you do it. Do it again. Verse 4. His splendor was like the sunrise. Rays flashed from his hand where his power was hidden. Plague went before him. Pestilence followed his steps. He stood and he shook the earth. He looked and he made the nations Tremble. God, I remember when bread fell from heaven, when you fed your people. I remember the food from ravens. I remember the water from the rock. I remember the fire from heaven. God, I remember the time that you made the sun stand still. God, I remember the time that when Daniel was in the lion's den, you shut his mouth, the mouth of lions. God, I remember when you were present in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God, I remember when you raised from the dead. God, I remember when you breathed life into dry bones. You see, you serve a God that you don't have to guess his power. You don't have to wonder what he's capable of. You just have to remember, and you have to trust. You have to remember the faithfulness of God. So the last few times I've told you brief little stories of, of my journey from my last church to Chick-fil-A uh, to here. So while I was in this time of waiting, I was, I was wondering, God, like, why aren't you sending any churches to me? Why aren't they, why aren't they responding to my resumes, God? And at the same time, like, uh, God, why aren't you sending me my wife? Kind of tired of being alone here. And I was praying, and I was cry, crying out, and I was waiting, and I was embracing, and I was wrestling. God, I, I know that you can do this. Like I've seen you do it for like, all of my friends. Like At this time, the same time that I'm, that I'm at Chick-fil-A, um, four of my youth pastor buddies got jobs in different states. They, they were at great healthy churches at this point, and I'm like, okay, God, like, why isn't it my turn? When's it going to be my turn? I'm watching all my friends get married and begin to start families. All right, God, when's it my turn? I'm getting pretty old here. And as I continue to wait, what did we learn last week? When is God's timing, you can't stop it? So the, the cool thing was is, uh, you know, I, I guess everybody kind of knows this story. Um, God provided in a way because the way that I met Kayla was she tried to delete her online dating profile, thought it was deleted. It wasn't deleted, and then she met me. Boom, God. Got a wife, got a job, got a youth group. Pretty sweet, huh? I remember times at, at, uh, at Liberty when they would talk about, you know, God, blessing them. They didn't have money to even buy toilet paper. They didn't have money to to pay their staff. And all of a sudden, money would just come in from just random places. I've heard stories about harvest to where they would look at each other and say, I really don't know if we're going to have electricity this Sunday because we just don't have the money to pay for it. Boom. God sends money. And if, if you think about it, and you think back through your life, and you remember all the different ways that God's blessed you, all those ways of blessing and all those ways that he's proved himself to you, in the time of the valley, that's when those moments, your faith and your intimacy with Christ will grow. I've seen you move, God. Do it again. So point one was remember. And this is, remember, Habakkuk's name is wrestle and embrace. Number two is embrace. To Habakkuk, it felt like his enemies were winning. It felt like there was nothing he could do. He was raw. It hurt. But he said, my God is still on the throne. My God has always been good. My God has always been faithful. This is not a superficial state of denial. He's looking truth right in the face, and he's saying, "I still trust my God." Verses sixteen through eighteen. I heard and my heart pounded, and this is not a this is not a happy like I'm excited pounding. This is I am absolutely terrified, pounding. I heard and my heart pounded, my lips quivered at the sound, the K crept into my bones, and my legs trembled. Yet I will patient. Wait, I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come to the nations evading us. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crops fails, and the fields produce no food, there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the saw, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be faithful in God my Savior. Though I don't see the healing yet. Though my situation has not changed yet. You have dozens of reasons not to rejoice. Habakkuk listed all those. Yet he still trusts in the Lord. Wrestle and embrace. Shizhenov is not a half-hearted song to God. It's a song crying out from the depths of your soul. Guys, think about this, a faith that worships when everything feels wrong, a faith that believes when it doesn't see, a cry from the heart declaring praise for my God. I want you to watch this, this video clip because I thought this story was just too awesome uh, not to just play it for you. And it's, it's Craig Rochelle, uh, the person who wrote this, uh, this book, he's telling you a story about when his daughter got hurt. Take a listen.
1: When my daughter Joy was four years of age, she had an accident on a zip line because she was too small to be on it. Zip line went through the air and she went head first into a tree, knocked herself out cold, blood everywhere. Amy was beside herself. I took her to the emergency room. She was passed out in the little car seat, little four-year-old girl, but blood everywhere. They said, what's your daughter's name? I said, I don't know, couldn't remember. We call her Jojo. I know she has a formal name. I just can't remember, what's her birthday? Don't know, I promise you I'm her daddy. Look at her toes, look at my toes, I'm her daddy. They put her on the operating table and she'd come to, but they told me what we need you to do is we need you to hold her down. So I'm looking at my little girl. I'm on top of her, her eyes are meeting my eyes, and she just kept saying, Daddy, no, Daddy, no, Daddy, no, Daddy, no. I don't understand, Daddy, no, Daddy, no, Daddy, no. I don't understand. Daddy, I I never will forget it. I just wanna go outside and play. Please, Daddy, will you play with me? Don't let them do this, Daddy. Don't let them do this. And she wrestled with me, and she didn't let go around my neck. I knew, as her father, that this is what needed to happen. She did not understand, and so she wrestled, but she didn't let go.
0: Wrestle and embrace. Wrestle and embrace. That's just a beautiful story of how we can feel like things in our lives are happening right now We don't understand. We don't understand why we're having to go through this certain event. I didn't understand why that I had to leave my last church. I didn't understand why that I had to take eight months and grow in my relationship and my leadership abilities. But looking back out of that season, I can see how each and every single moment God has used to grow me. To turn me into the person that was needed to lead you guys. And so now, like, even though that season was painful, that season was worth it. The same way that when Craig was having to hold down his daughter, that was a painful moment for him as a parent. But he knew that it's what needed to be done. And so even that moment was painful, now it was worth it. So I've been. Uh, I've been learning a lot about exclamation marks. I was not really an exclamation mark person. And so I would just send stuff without exclamation marks. And then I was, I was informed that if you send stuff without exclamation marks, you send it just kind of plain with no excitement, whatever. Like if you send yay and you mean it like yay and you, you don't use the exclamation mark, the person reading it's gonna read, yay, yay, whatever, right? So I've been learning that it is important to put exclamation marks after things that you want the emphasis. So, Shizhanov, the next time that you praise, and we're going we're gonna to sing a song at the, at the end of this, but the, the next time that you praise with the band, the next time that you praise in your car, I want you to think about the difference, and for some of you it might not bother, but if it, if it doesn't, then really think about it anyway. I want you to think about a difference between sending something with a period and then sending a text message with an exclamation mark. I want you to think about the next time you sing praises, to Christ, are you singing with a period at the end? Or are you, it, are you singing it with an exclamation mark? Here's the deal, y'all. Your, circumchan- your circumstance may not change. But your perspective can. Habakkuk doesn't resolve to make the best out of a bad situation. It's deeper than that. It's not good, it's it's gonna get worse. There's no grapes on the grapevine. But guess what? The Lord is still in the temple and he's worthy. So God never does what Habakkuk wants him to do. But verse 19, this is what Habakkuk says. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of the deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. He enables me to tread on the heights. He takes me to new places. When I'm on the mountaintop and I'm enjoying God, I'm praying Him, praising him for the what. When I'm in the valley, when I'm in the lowest, when, when life is not going the way that I want it to go, when I just can't do anything else, I praise him for the who. James 1. We talked about how James said, have pure joy when you go through trials, because that develops perseverance and finish the work so that I can be immature and complete, lacking nothing. Enjoy him on the mountaintops, brag on him. In the valley, enjoy the intimacy wrestle, embrace, and praise for who he is. Don't walk away from God in chapter one. Don't quit in chapter two. Here's the biggest thing, the biggest thing that you're going to get out of this whole message. Go ahead and pop that slide up. You won't have a chapter three faith Intimacy, without the wondering of chapter one and the waiting of chapter two. Sometimes we, we want to grow deeper in our relationship with God and we say, God, give me a way to, to allow me to grow deeper. Sometimes that way is pain. Sometimes that way is stripping you of everything that you think holds you up so that God can show you how much you need him. And in this moment, as we, as we just kind of wrap up this series, I just want to leave you with the encouragement that I have no idea how your situation is gonna unfold. You have no idea how your situation's gonna unfold. But rest in the fact, like Habakkuk did, that God, Is still on the throne, that He hasn't left you. And praise Him as exuberantly and as passionately as you possibly can. Shizhinov. So guys, like, right now, I just, I wanna give the opportunity. Just go ahead and bow your heads, every eye closed, nobody looking around except for me and maybe some adults. And guys, just right now, I don't know what you're going through. You don't have to tell us, but I I want you to know that we will talk to you until we're blue in the face. If you need to talk to us, come talk to us. If you just say, Aaron, I need some prayer. Like, I'm going through something right now. I'm in the valley currently. I'm praising, but I'm in the valley. Just ask you to raise your hand right now. See those hands. God, I, I just want to ask that you just be with these students, God, just the, the ones that are just raising their hands right now and, and the ones that are maybe on the mountaintop that have not quite yet hit the valley, God. Just, I, I pray that you just show them and remind them every day that they can wrestle. God, that, that you care about them more than they could ever imagine. God, that, uh, that you long for a deeper relationship with them. Lord, just, I just ask that you give them the courage, that you give them the, the power to trust you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. And hey, sixth through twelfth graders, if you'd like to come hang out with us, we're at Harvest Community Church every Sunday morning at eleven thirty. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.